Welcome to You, The Truth and Nothing But, brought to you by Our Best for Him, where you and the truth come face to face. No preaching, no pressure, just facts and truths to guide you in deciding what's best for you. And now, today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to You and the Truth, and today's episode, The Key. I imagine if you've gotten this far into our episodes, it's because you've decided or are considering whether there is life after death, and you've chosen or are considering the possibility of God dictating the terms of your afterlife. Either that or you're just looking to have God's Word explained to you in a simple and non-threatening way. Now, if you just happen to tune into this episode without listening to episodes 1 and 2, I invite you to do that now so this one makes a bit more sense. Regardless, our promise to you was and continues to be that we'll take the mystery out of God's Word by explaining it in simple terms, with no preaching and no pressure. Let's begin with an unwritten rule that's been around forever but applied by very few. The key to understanding any point of view different from ours is to know as much as possible about the other person, so you can look at the situation at hand from their perspective. It works with everyone, and it should be no different with God. So, with that in mind, at least for purposes of this discussion, here is what you need to know about God, from God's perspective. Number one, He created the universe and every form of life in it, including you, in the form of man or woman. Number two, and because you are a descendant of His creation, you are His child. Number three, and because you are His child, He loves you. And number four, Because you are his child and he loves you, he wishes for you to spend eternity with him. It's a logical sequence. If you notice, the word you is included in every single one of those statements. That's because you are his child and as such, you are the most important of all his creations. Now here's the gist of what God knows about you, also from his perspective. Number one, you were born. Number two, you will die. And number three, when you die, you will either spend eternity with him or somewhere else away from him. That's it. That's all you need to know. Now, you can discuss and argue this until you're blue in the face, and you have the right to do so, albeit at your own peril, but it's not going to change, at least for anyone who has chosen to believe in life after death and that God exists and will dictate the terms of their afterlife. Now, that period between our birth and death, or life as we call it, is important only from our perspective. From God's perspective, our life is of no importance because it is temporary. As such, He's not concerned with our comfort during our life as we know it. He's only concerned with our life as He knows it, which is eternal. So as you can see, we look at it from a short-term perspective, while God looks at it from a long-term perspective. Here's an example from a loving parent's point of view. You're taking your son or daughter to the movies. They get into the car and you ask them to strap on their seatbelt. They refuse, saying it's uncomfortable. You tell them again. They refuse again and begin to cry. So you tell them, I don't care how uncomfortable you are. My job is to get you to the movies and back home safely and healthy in one piece. No seatbelt, no movies. Now, from your child's short-term perspective, the seatbelt is uncomfortable. From your long-term perspective, you don't care about their comfort. Your only concern is getting them back home safely. 
Well, God's only concern is for our long-term well-being, our afterlife, which is eternal. That's it. Don't overthink it. Don't complicate it. If you look at it from God's point of view, the only thing you should be concerned with is preparing yourself for what might come after your death, because everything else is temporary. And so the key to our understanding God's word is to approach it from both God's perspective, which is like a loving parent speaking to their little child, and from a little child's perspective, listening to his or her loving parent. Now, don't take it the wrong way. It's not that we consider you to be a little child or incapable of understanding God's word. Quite the contrary. It's that God's word was meant to be understood by little children because little children, by their very nature, are innocent and open to accepting and believing their parents' words at face value. It's that simple. Once again, and you'll hear this from us quite often, don't overthink it, don't complicate it. All you have to do is listen to God as a little child would and not with the pride and prejudices of an adult. And that's because we adults tend to complicate things we do not understand. We do this to satisfy our egos. Egos that believe that nothing is too difficult for us to grasp. That we're all-knowing and that we're in total control with the capacity to do anything and everything. And you and I both know that nothing is further from the truth. Here are Jesus' exact words as stated in the book of Matthew, paragraph 18, verse 3. Truly I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now let me repeat that, and I ask that you allow your thoughts to linger on his every word, because every word that proceeded from Jesus' mouth was spoken with specific intent. He had no time for superfluous language. He had no time or words to waste. I will explain this in more detail in episode 5. So here it is again. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. See, God doesn't ask us to be like little children. He literally requires us to be like little children. That is, if we want to spend eternity with him. In a nutshell, if you want to go to heaven, then you must meet the following two conditions. Number one, you must change. This means that who and what you are today doesn't cut it. Number two, you must become like little children. You can't get more explicit than that. You must change and become like little children. If you accept that God is your father, then you are his child, his little child. Here's a simple explanation from a loving parent's perspective. Your young child wants you to take him or her to the park. You place conditions on his or her going. You want to go to the park? There's a price. Clean your room. Messy room, no park. It's that simple. The parent doesn't ask his child if he or she wants to clean their room before going to the park. No, it's a condition. You will not go to the park unless you clean your room. You want something, you pay a price because everything has a price, everything. And don't concern yourself with how old you are when God asks you to become like a little child. Your physical age is of no concern to God. He's only concerned with your human nature. You see, your human nature is what keeps you from understanding God's word because all of us, except for little children, try to rationalize his message. The problem is that when most of us read or hear God's word, our tendency is to believe it's coming from a source that's out of our reach. 
a God that is beyond our comprehension because he doesn't appeal to any of our senses. We can't see, touch, hear, taste, or smell him. Our egos scream at us to interpret it from our perspective. And it's our nature to complicate that which we don't understand. So his message becomes confusing. This is why God requires us to be like little children. You see, when we're little children, our parents are geniuses. Miraculously, as you both age, they get dumber and you get smarter. Amazing how that works, huh? But then when you become a parent and find yourself in the same position as your parents were when you were a child, you begin to see things from their perspective. And voila, they're geniuses again. It's like magic. If you have children, you know exactly what I mean. If not, I'll ask someone who does. Have you or anyone you know who have children ever found yourself thinking or saying, Good Lord, I'm turning into my mother. Or, I can't believe I'm sounding like my father. Time and circumstances change everything. At least for us. But not for God. Now you know exactly what Jesus meant when he uttered those words in the book of Matthew, paragraph 18, verse 3. Think about it. If you were a loving parent, would you go out of your way to complicate your child's life, or would you try to simplify it? Well, of course, that's a rhetorical question. Well, why would God be any different? Just as any loving parent would with their child, God wishes to get closer to you and for you to get closer to Him. He wishes to be able to speak to you, communicate with you, get to know you, and vice versa. And He wishes for you to take His words at face value. Tune in to our next episode and we'll continue to guide you through God's Word in a way that you've never heard before. A simple way. A way that you'll be able to understand every word because, after all, that is exactly what God wants. We hope you join us. Until then, this is Ralph reminding you that what you've just heard is the truth. What you do with it is up to you. You have been listening to You, The Truth, and Nothing But. Brought to you by Our Best For Him where you and the truth come face to face. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, or watching our YouTube channel. Please remember to subscribe and like on your preferred listening platform so you will receive notifications on new episodes. Please feel free to reach us on all social media platforms at youthetruth or email us your thoughts, concerns, or questions. My name is Kyle, and on behalf of all of us at Our Best For Him, We look forward to helping you in your journey to decide what's best for you.